This is the Tana Talks podcast, where we break all of the social media rules and we just keep it real. No filters, no Photoshop, just real people having real talks. I'm your host, Montana Duran. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Tana Talks podcast. I'm your host, Montana Duran. Hi, how are you doing? How are you? It is a Tuesday in Georgia, and you know what? We're out here. Episode number 12, podcasting. I remember when I was a young lad last month just starting this podcast, and now look at us. Well, honestly, I like a month and a half, but it's fine. 12 episodes, we are out here podcasting. And you know what, guys? This wouldn't be a podcast without you guys. And so every single one of you listening to this, thank you. I appreciate you. I see you. I love you. And I just like, I want you to know this podcast would not be a thing without people like you that listen. Because I know committing to a podcast is hard. And sometimes you're just here for the guests, but then you just get hooked. (laughs) But seriously... I see you guys who are out there listening every week when it first comes out. And then that same day, it's it's incredible. And I appreciate you. Even if you don't listen to it on the same day, thank you. I see you. I love you. And you're incredible. Um, I do want this to be a podcast, though, where it's not just me and me and what I want to talk about. I want to give you guys the content that you deserve because you're taking time out of your day to listen to this. So I want to make sure that you can get something out of it. So if you would like to send in content ideas, questions, voicemails, advice, anything that you have, be sure and feel free to do that at anchor.fm slash Montana Duran, or you can send any ideas directly to me in my DMs and my texts, or I have a Gmail, especially for this podcast, and the Gmail is tanatalkspodcast at gmail.com. So whatever you feel led in your heart to do, go ahead and do that, and I appreciate it because I want to give you guys the content that you deserve. Well, guys, I do have a special, special guest for you, and I'm going to tie this all together in a neat little bow for you, but I would be remiss if I did not bring up the elephant in the room, I guess. So if you are listening to this the Tuesday it comes out or the week that it comes out, I don't even know how much in the future, but there's something that we're all facing, and it's called the coronavirus, and I will just be the first to say that the media is 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 crazy right now and everything is getting canceled churches events schools working from home there's so much going on in the world and there's so much chaos and confusion and people buying up things and it's just crazy and it's everywhere you turn and I'm gonna be honest that if you don't have that foundation of faith and God and that everything's going to be okay because we have Jesus and we have that hope, then it's, it's even more scary. But I'm honestly, my friends who even have some of the most faith, I've seen struggle a lot in the last week, two weeks, because it it is craziness and there's a lot of uncertainty. And so whether you're a believer or you're not a believer, there's this sense of fear And I just want to combat that and say that we don't have a spirit of fear. That when you have Jesus and you have God in in your life, he promises so many things to us. But peace is something that he promises us. And my pastor preached this sermon on Sunday about faith over fear. And 
it's so true because we have to have faith in these times. And I don't often read Bible verses, but I just feel as though I need to read some Bible verses because in times of adversity and in in these chaotic times, no matter if you're a believer or not, people tend to cling to the Bible. And so that's what I'm going to do because that's what I cling to. And this is my podcast. So I read the Bible. So I'm going to read it to y'all. So John 14, 27 says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. And so I feel like with this verse, that the world around us is so worried and full of so much chaos, but we have the choice and we have the chance to be different. And we have the chance to, no matter amidst all this crazy and chaoticness, that we can be the peace that the world needs and we can be a light to those around us. If you are still at work or if you are going out to buy something or wherever, you have the choice to not feed into the mass hysteria. You can you can be different. You can be a light. And so Joshua 1, nine also says, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. So this virus may be shocking to us and it may be shocking to the mass public and to authorities and to the world, but it's not a shock to God. It isn't. He knew all of this and no matter what we go through and where we go in life, he's always with us. And another one is Matthew six thirty four. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. And I see this happening so, so, so much because people are like, oh, are we going to have enough food? Are we going to do this? Blah, blah, blah. It's so much just talk. What's going to happen tomorrow? What's Why don't we just worry about today and getting through today and knowing where you can make a difference today and what you can do different today? And so the last one that I will read is Psalms 23, 4. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff comfort me. And so today I hope no matter if you're a believer or you're not, you can find comfort in knowing that God is with you through this storm, through this virus, no matter what. And he's there to comfort you and bring you peace because there are so many things he promises us, but peace is one of the most important promises that he gives us. And so there's also some other practical things that we can do. And one of the most important is clearly, please wash your hands, ladies and gentlemen, please. I don't know why it's taking a worldwide pandemic for people to start washing their hands, but please wash your hands. The second would be to do the social distancing, and if you're sick, stay home, do all that. But I also don't want to get into a whole list of do's and don'ts because I know you've gotten that media from many other places, and there's way more people that actually know what they're talking about. So feel free to check out some of those websites because it's not going to be here. But I'm just here to, you know, try to lighten up this terrible situation and give some practical tips because one of the most important things that has worked for me to keep a peaceful mindset and to be able to just stay on this path is the encouragement of community. And my guest today, his name is Brandon Clay, and he is so, so key to my everyday life he's just there always as an encouragement you know I can be having a really like going through something and reach out through a text and 
just say something and he will just straight send back something fire and just like not even let me feel bad for two seconds and just be right there with the truth and the facts and honestly the funny thing is is me and Brandon have not even seen each other in over a year but we just constantly are lifting each other up through text until we did this interview we saw each other face to face and it was just wild because the people that lift you up the most and encourage you you might not be seeing them every single day but it's so important to have those people in your life and for me, I'll be sitting somewhere like on a Thursday random and I'll get this song from this from Brandon and it'll be exactly what I needed to hear right in that moment. And so it's weird because we're not meant to do life alone. And so surrounding yourself with the right people are what is going to help you keep the peace and keep your head grounded and keep your keep you on this path of the straight and narrow, especially when things are so chaotic and so much chaos and and stress and there was a time in my life back in last probably April or May when there was a lot of transitions happening and he sent me this song and it's called symphony and it says one of the favorite my favorite lines is even in the madness there is peace through all of the chaos you are riding a symphony and that I feel like is what God does in our life when all of these things that don't make sense are happening because it might just be a virus right now but in a month or in two months, it might be something totally different that you don't know, a diagnosis, a grade, a relationship, something that you don't know. It, there's always going to be some sort of chaos in your life. And so surrounding yourself with the right people is so important. Next to having God in your life, number one, no question. But then the second is having the right people in your circle. And I'm so grateful to have Brandon in my corner and in my circle. And we get to know him a little bit better about his process and all about him, what he does. He does so many cool things. And I know you guys are going to love him, show him some love and just really, I picked this interview to go to go live today because it was so funny. I was cracking up the whole time. And so I think and feel like with everything going on, you guys just need to laugh and just like, here's a good laugh for you. I hope you guys enjoy it. Love ya. Okay, we have a very special guest. Can you introduce yourself? <laughs> Shout out to the people out there. Now I'm Brandon Clay. Oh my gosh. Uh, owner of Peach State Basketball and Brandon Clay Scouting. Uh, fortunate and, and honestly blessed to be able to do a lot of cool things in life, whether it's fashion, whether it's basketball, a lot of a lot of things are happening. So I'm glad to be here. I've been listening to your talks. You do a great job. I'm <laughs> glad to be on today. Let's get it. I know you are like um, apparently very hard to schedule. We've been trying to do this. That's crazy. Uh, and I'm on a time frame, so we have to get going. Hey, we got to get going. No, I'm just playing. But no, seriously, um, you know, I think for me, one of the coolest things is just trying to, and it's something I've really been working on even inside of the word is create like a discipline so that my days don't just float. Cause otherwise I just float. Right. So just trying to adhere to certain things, but make sure that I'm guided by the word as to what he wants for me in a given time. So we're working over it. Oh my gosh. I've been working on discipline too. Cause I'm like, not like I'm, that's something that I'm really working on. So that's weird that you said that. Okay. you So backtrack. You just said a, like 5 million things that you do. <laughs> Tell us what you do. The, okay. We'll start with number one. Uh, the core the product. The, yes. <laughs> ba- basketball. Basketball. <laughs> 
Bachelor. The bachelor. I'm the bachelor next season. Man, holla at me. Where's the black one, bro? Make sure y'all tune in. They need a black bachelor. Like, sorry. Hopefully That's a whole coming, other man. story. Hopefully it's coming, man. So take it to BET. They'll give us one. Um, <laughs> but no, seriously. So with the basketball piece, so for 18 years already, I graduated college at 20 from Georgia Southern and got right into it. Uh, help kids, young men, young women who want to play basketball in college get showcased. Um, you know, I think even more so than that, it's just the relationships we've developed. Yeah. So kids will go on, they'll play when they finish playing. Some of them will go on, they start coaching college. Uh, we've got people that I've known who are now in the pros. Big shout out to like Lewis Williams out there with the LA Clippers. Uh, oh. Maya Moore, who's been everything in the WNBA, a couple of MVPs, gold medalists, Olympics. So we've worked with some really, really cool people in that way who've done some great things in their sport. And then we're working with some people like a beer misfitted Mitch and Blanche Alverson um, who played at Buford high school just down the road, but now is the recruiting coordinator at Georgia tech. And it's been a blessing to watch their lives be impacted by the game. Yeah. Um, you know, some people come from backgrounds where they would have gone to college regardless, but maybe there was a different option. Some people might not have played on a specific team, attended a specific university. So it's been cool. That's 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 the core product there that I produce every day is trying to get people linked in. It's like match.com or something like that uh, for, for high school basketball. High school basketball. Yeah, it's cool. Wow. Did you play? Uh, I played in high school. So I went to Norquinet, played in high school, had a pretty good idea. Um, God is amazing. You know, it, there's a 90,000 square foot building. It's got seven hardwood floors in Swanee that I pretty much grew up in, hooping, playing pickup, working the clock, washing windows during the summer, like whatever they would let me do to earn some money when I wasn't on the floor hooping called Swanee Sports Academy. And my mentor is Brian Harmon, Buck Jenkins, uh, Robert Hanna. Um, I got Eddie Bradford. We used to always be in there. And I believed that I could do something like what they were doing. They yeah. were training kids. Um, you know, they would have tournaments in there on the weekend and I would even work the tournaments. I'd work the clock. Like I'd be back there cooking fries and I thought I was coming to America or something, man. I had the fries and the burgers. I was doing everything. It was crazy. Oh um, but as a result, it's one of those things you have to see something, right? Like when you yeah. see something, you, you actually believe it and you're walking out on faith in part, but oh, you've actually seen it done. So to those guys credit, I went to college. I was fortunately pretty bright. Um, so I had to pay to go to school because <laughs> I had the money to pay to go to school. So I didn't have to hoop, but Georgia Southern had a sport management major yeah. that allowed me to go in and be pretty focused as far as college goes on what I wanted to do coming out before yeah. I ever went in. So that's what we did. And here we are. That's very fortunate to know what you wanted to do for that long. It's crazy. It's hard out here. I changed my major like 5,000 times. Man, that's all my friends pretty much. I was the one that caught the break and I knew what I wanted to do pretty much walking in the door got in and got out so yeah so how did you so do you have you have like your own fashion stuff now on top of the kids yeah. with the, like I first met you and I was like oh my god this is fake <laughs> yo there's a, so there's like, a there's shout no out to Meek Mill line there's a line it's so real it seems fake right? I was like there is no way that this man is wearing all this stuff and it's real <laughs> and then <laughs> You came to church in a G wagon, and I was like, "Okay, look, bro, you got my block high right now, man." So I guess people looking for me, bro. And that G wagon wasn't real, for the record. For the record, it's like a toy truck. When Shut I just up. Pulled up at it. But seriously, so I guess your fashion is real. I'm yeah. not. Kidding. It just might be. Uh, but no, so so where did that come from? Uh, I've always had a passion for it. You know, even back to I worked at a shoe store when I was in high school. Um, 
I just have always liked it. Whether it's like a pair of like Reebok classics or like Iversons, which is what we were wearing back then, or like throwback jerseys and all that type of stuff. And just honestly being fresh, just, you know, when you walk in the spot and you want to be clean and look like you meant to to do it, um, you know, that's something I know my folks instilled in me early. It's like, yo, look, look the part, whatever that is. If it's a suit and a pocket square, cool. If it's, you know, the new age now, we wearing the suit shorts, fine, but make it look, make it look right. Don't make it look like you just got it off the rack and it wasn't right. Um, so whatever I do, like, you know, it's a Kanye line. I can't even go to the grocery store without some ones that are clean and the shirt with a team. Like, so if I come in, I'm going to try to be clean. So that to be able to have my my own brand, um, you know, brandonclaylifestyle.com. We got a bunch of cool stuff on there. I'll let us. We got some cool merch. Trust your process. Any gym is home. Multiple slogans. New line. 2020 line drops here in about three weeks. So that's that. So you you started that. You need to tell me about that because like I'm trying to make merch. So I need your help. It's just the vision, honestly. Um, big one. You know, it, it's just and starting going from A to B. I talked to a lot of my friends and they're everything is like A to E. And I'm like, yo, y'all gotta go from A to B. Like just get from point A to point B. And then you can go from point B to point C and C to D and D to E. And I think a lot of people, even inside of Christianity, like you walk in the door and you're so on fire, right? You know, you haven't been reading or you haven't heard or, you know, and it's also new to you. And I encourage people, yo, just go from A to B. Just like start yeah. reading your Bible every day. Just just don't worry about anything. I mean, you can share what you're going through and that's fine. Yeah. But they don't even worry about that at first. Just literally, just, just like read literally, your Bible. Or just like say a prayer. Just like be like, yeah. help me. It changed. One little thing. Switch your music up. Like get yeah. into to worship music. Spend more time in whatever genre of music you like. Go out and actively search worship music in that genre. Like figure out one thing. So same thing with the merch, honestly. Yeah. The first part for me was looking the part. That was the A to B. And then once I started to figure that out, okay, B to C is how can I create my own line? What makes sense? What's the easiest thing to produce so that I'm not messing up the core product, which obviously is the basketball and the training and the events that I do, where I'm not spending so much time on the merch that it takes away from the gift I've been given. I want it to be an enhancement, not a detractor. Yeah, that's so good. That's really good. Do you have um, Do you have a gym? No. So I actually work out of, we do contract stuff. And honestly, for me, the way my mind is built, being able to go in and use different places, depending on the region we're in um, and, and contract it out, keeps me from having a daily overhead. Yeah. Um, you know, with all due respect to all the people who do a great job out there training Sunday through, you know, Friday, um, you know, Sunday through Saturday, if you don't have events in your gym, uh, that's just not a stress that I personally want to incur. Yeah. Um, everybody's wired differently like that would really struggle with that so just to keep my mind free and uh just be able to kind of enjoy life i put events together it's almost like you know weddings in that way um you know if you don't own the venue you're just a planner and you help people you find them the venue that's essentially what i do in that regard we go in rent the rent the venue do what we do hopefully do a really good job and and then head back home so was it your idea to start this Cause you do with it with a couple other people. It was your idea. Yeah, it and was. How do you get to be like all throughout the country? I just want to know all about this. I'm sorry. No, and we'll get cool. into other stuff. Uh, this this is fantastic. This is your life, though. Well, and I think <laughs> my life, your entertainment out there. Um, yeah, I think just being willing to put the time in. You know, I actually quoted a Drake line to somebody earlier today, and like I'm a huge music fan. <laughs> yes, um, this is the third music. And, line. and there's plenty more to come for the in record. Nine Joe. minutes. All it took was patience. 
So, you know, a lot of times people want things so quickly. I guess back to the A to E reference. Yeah. You know, there's an instant gratification um, component to our society, especially with social media. Like, we talk a lot about seeing people's highlights and all that. And I think there's definitely validity to that. But I think even more so, you feel like they got to their highlight in like a day. Yeah. They went from being, you know, really skinny to being really strong. Or they went from being really poor to being really rich. Or they went from being not spiritual at all to being this great mastermind of messages and things like yeah. that. It's like, yo, you don't know how many hours the were spent. I listened to a TD Jakes podcast and it was great. It was him and Stephen Furtick doing an interview. Uh-huh. And TD Jakes was like, yo, like this has been my life for 40 years. You know what I mean? Like yeah. not that I deserve anything more than anyone else, but I've put a lot of time into my craft. Yeah. If you do that, you now have my blueprint to follow. You'll probably get there quicker than I will. Whatever there is, you're, there is different. So yeah. I think being able to understand that, being able to appreciate that and just being able to stick with it. There's something to be said. I'm 18 years in. So it's definitely not an overnight process, nor am I an overnight success. So, so yeah. Well, love that. So we met at church. Yeah. Shout um, out to Free Chap. Oh my God. Shout out to Free Chap. My boy Jensen. But like, <laughs> love Jensen. And anyway, like, let's just like put that out there. One day he might come on, you know, we never know. <laughs> hey, you Dreamers. keep growing. Hey, listen, man. Dream Chasers. Shout out to Meek Mill. There's number four. I'm going to keep count. Okay. So, <clears throat> but seriously, we had met and like, I think we started coming back around the same time and like I said, I saw the clothes and I was like, no way. But then we actually became friends and I just really like your heart for things and how you kind of explained it, how you were, you never were much of the partier. You kind of chase that, the paper. The paper. I mean, uh, you know what? I'm, I'm going to take that and yeah. go back to Furtick because I heard a great message. Yeah. I was actually listening yesterday morning and I thought he said it really well, best I've ever heard it said. It talks about Jesus cutting through Samaria, which was out of the way to see the woman at the well. And I had never thought about it like this. We're all thirsty, right? And it's great because you hear that. That's, that laugh right there is exactly what he said. He's like, yo, we think about modern day thirst in terms of thirst traps and you're thirsty. But yeah. that, and, and that relates to what Jesus was doing. He knew that the woman was thirsty for everything but the living word in that moment. Yeah. So let me go position myself in a place where she can be encountered. I can tell her exactly what I've seen with her life. And she's going to understand, oh, my gosh, there's something different about this. Yeah. And I, I thought that for me, there were just multiple things, whether it was a power situation, whether it was finances, whether it was women, there were all these things that had been sent to me through secular music that if you don't know how to dissect it through the words, you can't get the jewels out without creating a mess for yourself. And I had created a mess for myself. And you come one day and you're like, yo, this is, I signed up for this. Essentially, we all become the woman at the well. Yeah. If we'll allow ourselves to see the Bible like that, right? Whatever it was that you were chasing, whatever it was that you were thirsting for, running after, that wasn't him, that wasn't the living word, that's, you were her and she was you. And so I think in that moment for me, it that really was what I'm trying to explain to people over the past 18 months about my walk in yeah. the faith is that I was chasing something that was never going to fulfill me. There's a 
a term that says the game will never love you the way you love it. God will love you even more than you love him. Mm-hmm. Nothing else that you do and put your whole heart into, if it's not under his cover, will ever love you the way that you love it. So. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like, I feel like I should just like, we should take a praise break. <laughs> <laughs> At all of our campuses. <laughs> Everybody give a round of applause. Okay, anyway. But seriously, no, I think that is so good. And like, okay, let me just go back for a second. This is good. Keep going. You came to church for the first time because you saw a billboard. Yeah. Which is shocking to me. We had one in the city and you said you came because of a billboard. Mm -hmm. And when I met you, I thought you had been in church your whole life because (laughs) you were so radically like on fire. And it's been... You said 18 months. I don't know how long it has yeah. been. And you have not gotten off a of fire. I think a lot of people come, they get on fire, and then they lose the fire because life happens. But you have stayed on fire. How's that? How, how, how has that happened? Because that doesn't happen a lot. First of all, thanks. Uh, Court number five, it's always nice when you're out with somebody who notices. <laughs> Shouts to Drizzy. Um, <laughs> no, I think, again, A to B, right? Like We walk into church most of the time. And we're not prepared for what happens when we leave that door. Um, you know, I actually went to church with my mom and dad when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And all throughout high school, Wednesday nights and Sunday nights. And the community, I think about those folks all the time. If you went to Swanee Parish United Methodist so you hear this, shout out and I love you all because y'all really set the foundation for <laughs> everything that's happened since then. But I think when you learn to study the Bible for yourself, that's that's the living word. It's the living water. It's if you just go to church Wednesday and Sunday, at some point you you run out of, right? You know, it's like, yeah. yo, I go to I eat twice a week. You eat Wednesday and you eat Sunday. Well, what about Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday? You're hangry. Right? And so you lose everything that you built on those days. If you work out two days a week, Wednesday and Sunday, you're not going to get the traction. If I worked, if I did my work, like my company, if I worked on Wednesday and Sunday and didn't work any of the other days. Yeah. So I think that I understood this time coming back in, first of all, that I was tired. I think, you know, I I wasn't coming Mm -hmm. to find something. I wasn't coming to find a wife specifically. I wasn't coming for him to bless my finances. I wasn't coming for any other reason than I was tired of living the way that I was living. I had gotten to the top of the mountain of myself and was still searching and was still seeking. So I came looking for A to B, not looking for A to E. And as a result, there've been some ups and downs, obviously along the way, some Mm -hmm. things have happened, some things haven't happened. But because I came in expecting a long-term miracle and a long-term relationship, it's put me in a cool place. So I've been able to kind of stay level. Even though I'm on fire, it's kind of been a level fire, if that makes sense, where I don't get so high. Fire. Yeah. You get so high that one bad thing happens and one person does you wrong in the church. And now you're leaving. Yo, I didn't come here for a person with all due respect to everybody that I go to church with right now. If y'all all left tomorrow, I would go find another group of people who are on fire and want to study the Bible. I didn't come here for y'all specifically. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of people go to church for people. Yeah. You don't go to church to read the Bible. And that's something that as a community of Christians, we don't do a very good job with. Uh, if you're hearing this, I implore you to be better. Start with yourself. Really dive in that word. Really dive into worship. And yeah. um, stay practical too. Like the way that I can still quote secular music without it consuming me, it allows me to be able to go back into the mass public and connect with people who otherwise want nothing to do with God because every experience they've ever had is with people who are holier than thou. 
nah, man, there's still like, yo, I can quote this line and this line. Now, there's a line. Yeah. There's a line, a very black and white line. It's not yeah. a gray line. It's a very black and white line. But a lot of what is said in music is very true. It's just people going through their struggle. Yeah. Take the cursing out of it. Take the degrading of women out of it, right? But And it will talk to you about the things that we hold high. We hold these idols high. That's a Kurt Franklin song on his latest album. All of these idols, give them to me. Yeah. Give them to me and your life will be different. So that's how I've been able to stay on fire, man. It's just trying to stay level, but but on fire for God and what I'm reading. This is good. Thanks. <laughs> just, just sharing with y'all. Um, but I think that's really interesting. A bunch of things that I have to say from that. You came when you were like, you know, most people go to God when they're homeless or when they don't have anything. And you came when you were on top. Um, and I think that's says something in itself because no matter if you quote unquote make it in life, like you still need God. No and doubt. that's, you know, no matter what you you're chasing, you're still going to have that God-sized hole in your heart. Yeah. yeah. Okay, one second. Okay, so I want to talk about the music aspect of it all because you are very cultured in all aspects of culture, clearly. <laughs> That's Sports, awesome. Good way music, to describe fashion, it. fashion, um, all of it. So, like, you're very cultured. And the fact that you still, like, you literally will send me, like, the deepest Christian songs, yeah. but you can also still clearly quote all rappers. I think that's amazing. And I think that says something. So can you tell me like how you got into really being down for some Christian music? Yeah. Oh, I mean, a lot, a lot of, of people hate on the music. Let's yeah. just be real. And a lot of that I think is, is my mother and my father. And like I said, it goes back to Swanee Parish. Like I remember yeah. the choir singing when I was young and, uh, you know, sometimes you're at free chapel and, you know, Jensen will get going on a Sunday and I love it. Cause I know all the songs. Like I was talking to, uh, Julia, you know, ball got to shot her out. Oh and like, gosh, she knew all her. the songs. It was great. Like, yeah. it was literally an ad lib Sunday. There was snow on the ground. And it was just one of the coolest worship experiences that I've had as an adult because it reminded me of my grandmother's church when we were young. I would be yeah. nine or 10, you know, except for I was telling everybody after the service, uh, Mike Thurman, I was like, Mike, except for the deacons lining out the songs where you can't understand what they're saying, they just lining it out. It was literally just like how it is. Um, you know, when I remember going to my grandma's church when I was young. So I've always yeah. had a heart for music. Um, I used to walk around with like the CD player back when I was listening to CDs oh when I was gosh, young. Yeah, I was like nine to 10 and I would have like boys to men on the CD. And so I've always liked music. And I think it's like anything else you just have to look for. You know, some people criticize like modern day rap. These guys can't rap. And I'm like, yo, like, like J. Cole's pretty good, man. Like, Guy yeah, can rap. The yeah. verses are good. So same thing, I think, with worship music. You can criticize worship music if you want to, or you can spend time actually vetting through all the different worship music out there to find music that's good. Like that Switch EP with Symphony on it and Dylan Chase oh is amazing. Yes. Um, Isla Vista Worship is amazing. Like <laughs> there's, there's a ton of great music. Um, Maverick City choir the volume two with refiner and most beautiful so in love like that music is great um swoop came over the kanye beat with oh, an yeah. amazing rap like there's just i mean literally any genre that you want i was listening to a couple of the tracks earlier today um in a very different genre right like it would be like almost some taylor swift type of worship music but it was dope like i just really yeah. i like music and i don't mind spending the time to vet through it 
But I feel the same way about that that I do about my faith. Like, you're not going to profess to me what my faith should be. I listen to you. I take your message and then I go back through the Bible with what you say and I read it for myself so that it becomes my own faith. Same thing with the music, right? Somebody tells me about an artist. I'm going to go search Apple Music and find out about that artist so that it becomes my own music. It becomes my own worship to the song. Not just so-and-so told me about this one song. If you give me a song, I'm probably going to go listen to the whole EP. Like, I'm going to yeah. be like, yo, this isn't trash, right? Like, mm-hmm. don't have me listening to 30 minutes of some bum music when you know there's one song. Mm-hmm. Nah, Clay is pretty good. If you say that and I like him, I'm just going to go listen to the whole thing. Yeah. And I'm probably going to end up liking two or three songs even more than the one you gave me. So yeah. that's kind of how I am with music. I'm willing to dig through it to figure out what's dope. What about the Kanye of it all? How do you feel about Kanye? Um, I love it. I feel like God will do some amazing things through different people, right? Yeah. Like, one of my favorite albums ever to this day is Lauren Hill, MTV Unplugged. Uh, it's a two disc set from like 2002. And Lauren yeah. Hill, if you ever hear this, like I, yo, I need you to open that Bible up and 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 just get to that place. Like I need a I need a volume two of that. That's oh yeah was, yeah yeah. You bro, sent that before. Yeah. It, you know you can hear so it you in can, people. Do you think that he'll start a shift in other artists too? Um, I mean. I, Hopefully, right? Like yeah. I think that so much of what we do as people, and this touches on Kobe Bryant's passing and a lot of other things that have been in like public culture lately. I think we talk a lot about what happens to other people. Yeah. Instead of, yo, like, let me walk through my walk. Yeah. Let me document what I can document from my walk. So that if I passed away tomorrow, if I wasn't here tomorrow, the people who loved me might not be ready for God yet while I'm here. But I can make a fish for men while I'm gone. Yeah. That Kanye album, that Lauryn Hill album is 20 years ago. Like, yeah. I listened to that and there's a song called Adam Lives in Theory. It's insane. And like Adam Lives in Theory now strikes me the same way as it did almost 20 years ago. Like, it's yeah. wild. Um, so same thing I think for Kanye, right? Like I hope that it sparks a shift in other artists. I hope that there's a wildfire emergence of God amongst other people. But even if it doesn't, he now has put something on paper, so to speak, that can encourage you and I on our walk for the next 50 years. Yeah. I will listen to that Sunday Service Choir album, How Excellent, forever. Whether Kanye decides to stick this thing out or not. Mm-hmm. God spoke through him and through his people, and I'm forever grateful for that. So I'll I'll take it for that. Obviously, I hope we get more. Um, but even if we don't, I'm grateful for what we got on, yeah. on that album. I love it. I love it. And I, I just know that I love when people with that much influence have that radical shift. No doubt. Okay. So one of – I don't want to take up too much of your time. You're a very this is, this you're is beautiful, business, man. businessman, Bo, <laughs> out here making moves I'm so wide <laughs> hey, at least you at least you know it and nothing wrong with that man be who you but are just own it, it. Like, <laughs> just own it man okay so but seriously <clears throat> one thing that i really like to do even though i am a christian and i have christian friends i still like to uh, hang out with my friends that aren't christians and yeah. i of course and i think that's what we're like called to do but i think a lot of times people get so wrapped up in their you know their community their small group and then they forget about everyone else and they do get that like <laughs> holier than thou yeah. mentality but one of the things that really intrigued me about you is you do have such influence over a lot of people that like you said in the beginning would never have any prior experience or like even openness to god but you wanted to influence them and so what how do you do that and what makes you want to do that? Oh, you know, I've got 
you know, a close circle of people, close circle even, you know, 25, 30 people. Yeah. Um, you know, mom, dad, you know, my dad's sister, my mom's brother, and then obviously my friends that I've grown up with and the people who work with me. And, you know, I heard a great message. This was months ago. Like, keep yourself saved. Yeah. You know, if you want to impact other people, keep yourself saved. Um, and again, there are lines, right? Like allowing your your friends and the people closest to you to just see how God's moving in your life. Yeah. So spending time with him and then being willing to share what you see. I think sometimes that's tough. Um, you're afraid of how they're gonna treat you, right? Like, oh, are they gonna look at me goofy, you know? And yeah. And honestly, at this point, I just don't care, bro. <laughs> I know what he's doing for me. I'm going to talk about it. Later. And I'm not going to badger you over the head, right? But, you know, I do want people to understand, like, my life is different. And, and if you were yeah. around me even no, a couple years tell. ago. You can tell. You know, it's like, yo, man, Clay, I, I get it. Like, maybe I'm not ready for that. Maybe that's not for me. Maybe I don't want to make that commitment. But I see what you're doing, and I respect it. Even something as simple as the podcast that we're on right now. Yeah. Or the Bible scriptures and things that I'm reading or the messages like I'll send those to my friends and just I think just just being available for them. Yeah. If you see something dope, if you watch a great message, oh send it to them. Mm -hmm. Hey man, check this out. Like yo at the 22nd mark, this spoke to me about you, man. Man, I hope your kids are good or I hope that your girlfriend's good or whatever it is, right? Yeah. And just being as much as you can being entrenched in people's lives and just actually being there. I think so many times we're just not present until we need something. Yeah. It's hard to really get into somebody's life if you're only present when you need something. Mm -hmm. So that's been the biggest thing for me. Um, you know, even sending the music to you, right? Like some of the music yeah. that I send to you, I send to people who are kind of on the fence with their Christianity, but you never know what song sparks what. And, and I tell people all the time, a lot of what I think people think Christianity is, is that you're on the bathroom floor crying in despair. And there's nothing wrong with that if that's where yeah. you are. And I think most people have that moment and that's when they come. So providing people with a foundation so when they have that moment, if they have that moment that they can draw back on, yo, Clay's always been there for me. I know I can call him with this and he's not going to yeah. judge me and he's not going to this and he's not going to that. And they hit you up. So. Yeah. When I came back to church and like really for the first time, like it was me and it was like a, an encounter. I remember having like flashbacks that first few months of just people that were in my life that were trying to speak to me like years before this moment. And I was like, I t ended up texting them years later and being like, thank you for praying for me when I was in high school or doing this. And so you never know what seeds you plant are going to be like when they're going to turn into fruit. And so that's awesome. And I love that you do that and you care. You have such a heart for others. And I think your influence will just grow with those kind of people. Yeah, we got to keep pushing, man. God has given all of us, but you know, specifically the two of us, the spirit of influence and a heart to create. So I think just being obedient, like if you're, you know, discipline slash obedience mm -hmm. is easily my toughest challenge every day mm -hmm. when I wake up, um, you know, not spending 15 minutes on Instagram or 12 minutes in a group chat or, you know what I mean? Like you nickel and dime. I read a great quote from a trainer out of Miami who works with like LeBron James, Dwayne Wade and some of them. He's like, if you give 12 people, 10 minutes and 12 people that, you know, you read the Bible in the morning, you know, God is speaking to you. 
don't give that person 10 minutes. It's not that you don't love them, but like you have something else to do for me in these other nine minutes and 48 seconds. Yeah. We don't have enough time. Get it done. Yeah. Go be great in that space. That person will see what you're doing. You could send them the link to the content you just created. They can link in with you that way. How about that? And just being willing to do that, you know, um, <laughs> it's just, you know, I feel like, and, and this is something else you'll appreciate a practical level. I feel like I talk on a practical level 90% of the time and a spiritual level 10% of the time. Um, mm-hmm. There are some things in life that I can't not speak spiritually about, right? You talk about wanting a husband or a wife, but you're not living according to the Bible. I got to talk spiritually about that because I know something different to be true than what you're bringing to the table. But most of the discussions that I have are very practical, time yeah. management and things like that. But if you're praying to the altar of yourself and you're living according to yourself, there are some things that are occurring that can't be fixed without that spiritual component. They just can't. But I think building a practical relationship with most people where nine times out of 10, you're not hitting them with something involving God. You're just talking to them. That one time out of 10 where you speak to them about God, maybe they're not ready yet, but they hear you. They're mm-hmm. listening. And then they're watching you to see if you're following through on what you just talked to them yep. about. And that's so important. Like, I have some moments I mess up. If you out there and you rock with me, <laughs> I probably should have said this in minute one. Uh, I hope you love me anyway. Um, I got a whole list of y'all. I'm not going to call y'all out on this podcast, but y'all know. Um, but I, I love you. Like, good times, bad times, ups, downs. But but if I'm not rocking with somebody, it's because I'm reading in the word. And it's like, yo, man, you can't, you can't make their burden your burden. Yeah. Whatever burden they have right now, that's not your burden to bear. It's not. You got to keep it pushing. So yeah. I keep it pushing. No, I really like that because on this podcast, it is, I mean, it's in the Christian category. I talk about spiritual things. I have spiritual people on here, but I'm never going to quote a scripture and scream it down their throat <laughs> and make them feel so small because I have friends that have reached out to me that listen to this that literally have never never go to church what's up to all your friends man like yo (laughs) y'all i'll let me at brandon clay lifestyle send me a dm we could talk about literally whatever like i'm the least judgmental person you know exactly i'm I'm not here for that we got to stop being judgmental and just love people that's what we're literally called to do well you forget um you know it's I, i watch coaches all the time who forget what it's like to be a player so they have these two a days for five, six days in a row. It's like you would not have done that to yourself. At, or they're like, well, that's what we used to do back in them. Like, that's why you have two knees replacements at 40. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, let's yeah. be smarter than that. We're Empathy. smarter than that yeah. now, right? Um, you know, so I think the same thing a lot of times in the walk of we forget what it was like when we weren't. Mm-hmm. I forget what it was like when I wasn't. Right. When I wasn't making an attempt to listen to spiritual music, in addition to making sure that I was listening to secular music. Yeah. I was letting the gospel of the gospel of the baby, the gospel of little baby, the gospel of Jay-Z, the gospel of Maroon 5, the gospel of John Mayer, the gospel of whomever (laughs) guide my life. What those people said, yo, buy this jewelry, get this car, play this song, sing for this girl and she going to love you. Right. Or you're going to be the man because you're doing these things. Smoke this weed, drink this drink, like whatever the addiction was that they were talking about. Go do these things and you're going to be the man. Well, if that's the case, why are Macmillan Juice World dead? Then these are the questions I pose to people, right? Like those to me are practical questions with a spiritual overlay. Why are people dying then? Why are people killing themselves? Why is the suicide? 
suicide rate so high? Why is the divorce rate so high? Well, we married to the altar of ourselves. We married to a person on a day. We're not actually making a lifetime commitment. We're marrying that person on that day because they're cute on that day, or I'm attracted to them on that day, or because we're having sex on that day, or because I want a husband on that day because my all my girls just got married and I don't have one. Or vice versa, right? All my dudes got married. Or you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like whatever that is, yeah. instead of looking at like Proverbs 31 and reading that about a wife and wanting those characteristics or flipping that around if you're a woman and reading that as if you're talking about your husband. Yeah. That's different. That's what marriage is designed for. We create marriage like that and follow marriage like that. The divorce rate drops. Mm-hmm. Those are topics you can't talk on without talking spiritually. So yeah. just finding that balance. That's all. It's all about balance. Okay. Last question. Yeah. What? <laughs> That's my drink. Yeah. <laughs> I hope people are following. I think they are. I think it's going good. I mean, it's just it's real talk, man. Like real if, talk. If you're not feeling this right now, I wanted to call it real talk, Tana, but I didn't. You want should have. I would have. I would have felt that. Man. I didn't want real talk, Kim to sue. Hey, we don't need any lawsuits out here, bro. It's tough out here. <laughs> okay. Megan the Stallion out here suing people. We don't need no problems. <laughs> what you got for me? What we got? Okay. Close what is out. the best piece of advice you've been given? Because you, you know, you seem to be. Very successful. I'm y'all. He he's very humble, but literally he is rich. I'm at his house right now. He got a basketball court. Like I, you, you know, you seem to be very successful, and you now are on this spiritual journey. Like, what is the best piece of advice you've been given? Um, it's kind of hard. No, I mean, I, I think honestly, shoot, really is is. There's a future quote. Beat the odds, do numbers, and remain humble, right? Yeah. Um, you know, I was fortunate that the the place where I live right now, I bought it at a time where the people weren't here yet. You know, we're a decade later, and they just built an $85 million high school a mile down the street from my house. Mm-hmm. Um, they, there's a brand-new grocery store that just opened, and it's a 16th of a mile from my house, right? So just being willing to take some risk in that way. Um, you know, this was a foreclosure property. It doesn't look like a foreclosure now because we've come in and done some great yeah. things to it. Uh, but, you know, just just being willing to to stay the course and uh, turn over rocks that other people won't. Like, there are going to be ups and downs in your life, whether that's spiritual, whether that's financial, whether that's progressive, whether that's in your relationships. Um, being willing to stick it out and stay the course uh, when it gets a little hard and it gets a little difficult, we, yeah. we tend to fold and shut it down. And, um, you know, if you had seen the apartment that I was in in 2002, you would be like, I was sleeping on somebody's couch before that, man. No capping. Um, my parents had moved and a buddy of mine and his family were nice enough. Literally, I stayed on their couch for like four months uh, in between college graduation and moving out and getting my own spot. And, uh, you know, to, to look at that journey. And again, this goes back to the overnight success theory, mm-hmm. right? You you see me now and you're like, yeah. yo, that's that dude. You see the Instagram and all this. And you're like, yo, he cooking. <laughs> and, and you don't know the, the nights. Um, C.C. Winans, yeah. alabaster box. You don't know the oil inside my alabaster box, yeah. right? You don't know how much I had to spend on that. You yeah. don't know how much time I spent on that. You don't know any of the things that went into that. You just see the finished product. And so I think a lot of times we unfairly judge ourselves by other people's finished products at points in time. Yeah. So stay the course, believe in yourself, and uh, don't don't get twisted up by all of the things you see around you. You you just gotta you just gotta stick it out, man. That's it. I love that. No, I'm seriously like, I'm really glad I met you. Likewise, you're awesome. Um, what are your plans for 2020, and then we'll be done. 
You have anything big? I just want to be great. You know, you there are some things. I mean, I have some moments, right? Like, <laughs> you know, I, I think if you're pushing yourself, um, it's like telling LeBron James that he's great. Like, he doesn't really want to hear that. Like, LeBron James, like, I want another title. How about that? Yeah. That's what, you know, like, tell me I'm great again in June when we've beaten the Milwaukee Bucks in the NBA Finals yeah. or whatever. Um, so same thing for 2020. Like, if, if I'm blessed enough to be here on this earth in full health on January 1st, 2021, I want to sit back down on this podcast and have done a better job of being a steward to my friends and my family. Mm-hmm being a steward over my business, being a steward over a couple of the other businesses that I own, um, some of the other secondary stuff that I've got going. I just want to be better every day. I want to be in better shape. I want to do a better job of working out. I want to do a better job of what I put in my body and how I treat my temple every day. And, yeah. you know, Daniel and the chapter and we, oh, we shouldn't look like them. Let's, what can we do? So I think in all things being set apart. So that's my 2020 goal is, is how can I every single day um, it's a challenge. It's heavy. But every single day, how can I be set apart? How can I be different every single day of my life if I get opportunity to wake up? And if I do that and I string 365 days, actually 366, it's a leap year. Oh, yeah. If I do that for 366 days, I'm going to look different than I did uh, on January 1st, 2020, on January 1st, 2021. And I pray to God that my father's pleased. Yeah. Yeah. Better at 70. Better with age. Facts like wine. <laughs> well, thank you. Can you tell everybody um, your social medias so uh, we can follow me. you and like Brandon Clay PSB, Brandon Clay Lifestyle, uh, BrandonClayLifestyle.com. We do some cool stuff with the the blogs. Um, we do podcasts, not guest podcasts, though, so no competition, just single stuff. So my thoughts. <laughs> nice to get it out. There's um, room for all of us. Yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> and definitely a situation where just thoughts, thoughts out. If you ever have anything, sometimes it'll be a DM. I have a conversation I have, and just taking that and expanding upon it and bringing a, a biblical aspect to it all. So that's that. We out here, man. Holla at us. Okay, follow him. Bye. bye. Wait, actually, not bye. Stay tuned. Thank you guys for listening. I hope you really enjoyed getting to know Brandon. I hope you had a little bit of a laugh because of all of this chaos and tension. You need to just let go and, you know, take a few moments to not think about things so seriously. And so I pray and hope that you guys have a good rest of your week. I hope that you find peace through all of this. And if you ever need anybody, please feel free to reach out. I'm always here. DMs are always open. Messages are always open. And I'm always here for you. If you are enjoying this podcast, be sure to rate and review it, subscribe to it, whatever you feel led to do. I love you. I mean it. And I'll see you guys later. Bye.